This week on One Body Stewarding God's Creation, we're airing an interview with Larry Reichert and Lester Robin on Remembering Mother Angelica. One body, stewarding God's creation. The book they are talking about is titled Mother Angelica, The Remarkable Story of a Nun, Her Nerve, and a Network of Miracles by Raymond Aurora. This book is available at Messenger Catholic Books, Gifts, Music, and Art in the Centennial Plaza in Hayes. Larry and Lester are being interviewed by Ken Billinger. And now, here's Ken. Without further ado, I want to welcome in this morning Larry Reichert and Lester Robin. Larry, always good to see you. Lester, as always. Good morning. morning. How are you guys this morning? Doing good this morning. Well, we're going we're gonna to kind of wing it here and talk a little bit about Mother Angelica and what an incredible, you know, there's so much I learned after her death really about her. I knew a lot about her, mm-hmm. uh, but there's so much I learned after her death and really listening to uh, Catholic radio throughout the EW10 throughout that week, really, that was kind of um, devoted to her. Yes. Uh, just an amazing lady. She really was. She really is. From from where she began, you know, her roots growing up as a coming from a divorced family and stuff mm-hmm. back in those days, that was really, you know, really tough. I mean, mm-hmm. she went to a Catholic school and everything and, and was kind of looked down upon because that was just a curse, you know, to for people to get divorced back in those days. So she really, really had a tough childhood. And where she ended up, it was, I mean, definitely God's hand was in on that deal. Absolutely. Some of the stories you hear from the engineers that shared, mm-hmm. you know, their thoughts on um, different things, places to put satellite dishes and locations. And it was it was amazing. So I, I'm sure we're going to talk about some of that stuff today. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Larry, uh, welcome in and, and thank you for your support, as always, of Divine Mercy Radio. Mother Angelic had such a big role and this is why we're here. I don't think yes. we'd be here if it wasn't for her. Uh, indeed, I um, I didn't know much about Mother Angelica, and I uh, when I got a hold of this book and started reading it, I couldn't put it down. I was fascinated, and I just I had no idea. But I could, I guess I could have known, uh, given the you know the miracle of such a large network and 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 what mother accomplished but mm. it was just a fascinating read i was just astounded that a that a girl with with just a high school education a, a cloistered nun a woman at that could produce so much uh you know it just it just struck me after i read it what what trust and faith in god and and and, and walking hand in hand with god can can accomplish it mm. was it's just a fascinating, fascinating life story, and and yes, that's the reason we're here today. And uh, what she produced is just—it's going to have. Well, it has has had a great impact on the yeah. church already, and will continue because of what you indicated, and that truth can continue to be known through that. And she was a stickler for truth and mm-hmm. and for sticking with the she did. The, she the, was the truth and and not wavering. With, with her God and, and with her belief and trust in him. So it just, I was, 
I was fascinated and amazed. I, I did not know these things before reading this book, and it's just great. Well, it's interesting because one of the things you hear about is the role of women in the church. And, you know, why can't women become priests? We hear that old story over and over again. But the reality is women in the church have been, I mean, you look back yesterday, we talked about uh, uh, yesterday was uh, St. Catherine of Siena, uh, a great example of a women in church. And, and it, Mother Angelica really kind of, if you look at some of the females that, that had an impact, I mean, here's, here's uh, somebody like St. Catherine who is basically telling the Pope, you know, kind of getting the Pope in line yeah. back then uh, in, in her day. And here's, a, here's Mother Angelica, who's had such a profound impact. So I think there's, when people talk about the women's role in the faith, they play such an important role. And I, 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 we can never negate that. We can never, um, we have to, people have to understand just the, the important role that they play. And Mother Angelica is just a great example. Let's share some of your thoughts. I, I, you know, one of the things, um, I, I'm going to let you go and, and kind of come back to something that's on my mind. But, okay. you know, I know there's some things you want to share this morning. Well, Mother Angelica, I mean, I've never met her. I mean, and, and Donette and I have been going to Catholic Radio Conference, and so he's at EWTN and to her shrine and everything. And But she had had her stroke before we really got into this. Mm-hmm. I mean, she was alive and was there in the cloister, but we never got to see her speak or anything. But just from hearing her on radio and on TV, you felt like you knew her. Mm-hmm. I mean, you felt like she was part of the family, like she was a, a mother figure. And, I mean, she was the, the mother to the nuns there and everything, you know, the but— uh, she just had that connection with everybody. I mean, she was like she was like a grandma or something, mm-hmm. and and had such words of wisdom, and uh, everybody just felt connected to her. And I'm sure there are lots of people out there listening that uh, feel the same way. And it would be interesting if uh, anybody ever did get to meet her. You know, if if they had a story to tell or something, you know, you could always call in and talk to us. But uh, uh, there are just so many things that reading the book and everything paralleled us building this radio station. Is that right? Because she had such faith in God, and she always said that, like, she had so many quotes, but one of them was that uh, God called dodos to do her work, and she <laughs> said, and she was a dodo, yeah. because uh, she just went by faith. Mm. I mean, p- otherwise, if if he would tell someone that you're going to build, I want you to build this TV network, you know, worldwide network, people would just say, no, it's impossible. But she started it with $200, and it, and it became a uh, multi-million, mega-million business, you know. Wow. And then went on the radio after TV and everything. So uh, they're just uh, – it's, it's just an amazing story. It's interesting. This this lady reminded me of, of my fifth-grade teacher in grade school, Sister Consolata. Uh, there's a lot of similarities in looks and just kind of the way they acted. But what was so amazing about Mother Angelica, too, is uh, that I thought that she brought to just a great sense of humor Mm -hmm. was another thing that she was able to share with, uh, you know, I I love the line where she's talking about cloning. Uh, Mm -hmm. I'm sure you heard that line Mm -hmm. when it's one of the highlights that they play on EWTN where she said, you know, we have have enough trouble putting up with one person, not much less two. two (laughs) And there's a lot of humor in in a lot of what she talked about, but everything she did, it just made so much sense. But one of the things I was intrigued by, and we've talked about this before, but I heard it talked about on the air was was just the fact that uh, it was one of the engineers uh, was interviewed and said it was talking about where to put a satellite dish and getting reception of this dish. And she said, didn't she basically say... It was in Irondale. This was when uh, they were going to start the radio station or the... uh, 
and uh, God had told her that he wanted she she thought she was old enough and TV was pretty well established at that time and she was just going to kind of bow out and, and take it easy and basically in adoration God had told her no I'm not done with you yet now I want you to do radio mm. and she just you know said okay she was she was going to do whatever God told her and that's how her everything was in her life she was inspired I'm I don't she I don't remember how she said it she didn't actually hear the voice but it was through the mind's eye, I think she called it, is, is how God would talk to her, you know. And anyways, he told her that he wanted her to start a radio network uh, worldwide. And so she ended up, they were looking for land. They got to the point where they were looking for land, and it was in Irondale. And they sh- took her to this mountaintop, but it was mainly out of rock. It was stone. It was iron, this mountain. And the engineers and says, you can't build it here. A radio put a tower here. It won't work because of all the iron in, in the ground and everything. But she had a vision. She, when they just pulled up with the realtor showing her the land, she saw St. Michael standing on the mountain. And she told some of the people with her, do you see him? Do you see him? And they said, what, see who? What are you talking about? And she says, there's St. Michael standing right there. And so right there she said, I'm buying it. I want this land. And they said, no, it won't work. And she said, nope. I, she just held to her guns and says, I'm buying it. This is where it's supposed to be. Yeah. And they built it. And then it turned out to be way more, it had better reception or, or transmitted even further mm-hmm. because of the iron in the mountain. So, you know, it just, it was God's intervention yeah, for sure. And I think she said, in fact, people were hearing him in Japan. Yes, yeah. yeah. Uh, which is, it's like, okay, <laughs> yeah. you know, what are the chance? You know, there's there's something called radio skip that you get. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it happens where you can pick up something just through skip, and it, but... Um, that's just, uh, which is kind of an anomaly, I guess. But, uh-huh. but this is uh, this was crazy. I mean, to to see the things that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Larry, yeah. share. You, you talked about reading, and I, I definitely it's one of those books uh, I want to read at some point. Um, right now, I'm kind of loaded down with reading, but <laughs> but uh, uh, but uh, I, that's a book I definitely want to want to sit down and read. Mm-hmm. But kind of share what are some of the things you took away, or that maybe you didn't know about, or surprised you about uh, Mother Angelica. Well, what fascinated me is uh, when uh, Lester talks about how she uh, got the the word that this was the place to build the uh, radio tower, but with the TV station, her her total trust, uh, they did not have the monies, the 750,000 that it would take to put up the the first uh, antenna for TV. And, And here it was being delivered. And the money wasn't there, but she prayed, and by golly, uh, uh, got word that somebody, and she said, well, how can you get the money to us? And, and it was wired, and, and, and here, and there was no way, uh, wow. th- these things. It was just the, the trust that that woman had was in her God, and in, in, she called him her, uh, well, that was spouse. a spouse, that's right, because of the church and, and the bride, and, and that was her spouse, and she would do anything for him. And mm-hmm. and this type of communication, like St. Michael appearing to her, and, and mm-hmm. it was just it was just amazing. I what I did was put a continuum down of her life and, and, and wrote years to, to see to put markers as to what she accomplished in her life and it just it was just amazing you know a few years here a few years there 
she became a mother, of, uh, the head of her, her cloister at the age of, of less than 40. Uh, she was just mm. ahead of her time. And, well, <laughs> talk about ahead of her time when she developed this, uh, you know, worldwide TV network. Mm-hmm. It's just ahead of her time. She was just a, uh, an amazing woman and, and what she was able to accomplish and, and yet was such a sickly uh, girl to begin with. What launched her 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 career was uh, uh, sickness and illness and a healing she re- received from a from from Rita Rota, Rita Wizzo or Rita uh, yeah, Rita, uh, uh, Rota Wise Rota Wise uh, I don't yeah, know how to yeah, yeah. but uh, so that from that she recognized her vocation and 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 entered a and this is a cloistered nun. You know, we're talking, yeah. this isn't somebody that's out in the world. This is a cloistered nun and just mm-hmm. just an amazing, amazing woman mm-hmm. with, with, with her faith and trust in God. I think that's the one thing when you say, when the, the, probably the biggest thing, the fact that she was a cloistered nun and, and was able to pull this off is just kind of amazing. <laughs> she did get uh, special dispensation, dispensation, dispensation is what yeah, to go out and talk and stuff. And that was right. part of her story and to right. how this all got started and... And people came out and heard her talk, and then, and then somebody wanted to put it on TV. I think it was on some Christian radio or TV network, and so she was making tapes of that. And so word was getting out, and she was traveling a lot, but she had to get special dispensation to do that. I did want to. Larry was talking about the satellite dish image or the story, and I, I pulled this up in the book here, and it, this kind of tell just briefly tells that, but how this uh, book is written and everything makes it really interesting. So I'm just going to read two little paragraphs here real short about the satellite dish. And uh, all right, it starts out, a burly delivery man with tattoos littering his biceps lowered himself from the cab of one of the trucks. Before he could unload the equipment, he told the abbess he needed to collect the $600,000 down payment required for the contract. Mother went numb. She stalled for time. Retreating to the ta- chapel, she simply didn't have the money. I blew it, Lord, Angelica told her spouse. There was nothing in her hand, no cards left to play. After a moment of prayer, she struggled to her feet, resolved to turn the delivery man and the equipment away. As she pushed into the sunlight, one of the sisters called her to the phone. Bill Steltmeyer was there. It was a guy from the Bahamas in a yacht. He was reading one of her many books and having trouble with her kids. Steltmeyer told me in a giddy wheeze, he said he was going to send her a donation, $600,000. Can you send it right away, Mother asked the caller, and by lunchtime the money had been wired. So, I mean, that's just cutting it right down to the wire, the, the truck's so in the parking lot, and the money Gee. comes through. That's the kind of faith she had. It was just amazing. What are the chances? I mean, that's, you know, that's not $50. Yeah, $600,000. paltry sum here. That's just uh, amazing. Mm -hmm. That uh, Wow, what an incredible story. And talking about the life of Mother Angelica, remembering Mother Angelica, Larry Reichert and Lester Robin, our guests this morning, and talking about the book actually from Raymond Arroyo. And I know Raymond heard him talk a little bit about uh, Mother and, and the opportunity that he had to write this book and what an honor it was for him to do that. And yeah. so I'm, I'm oh, really yeah. anxious to to read mm-hmm. that. So some uh, other thoughts or things uh, you there want was to a, just We were talking about the satellite dish and the money issue there. And then uh, also when they bought the land uh, for in Irondale to put the radio station up on top of the mountain there, 
that land was purchased for $13,000. And at the time, that is exactly the amount of money they had in the bank that they had made off of their fishing lures. So, and really? it just came out $13,000. That's what they had in the bank. That's what the land sold for. And it reminded me of uh, when we started this radio station. And uh, I remember it was in November of 2009. And Donetta was talking with some broker that was had this permit. This We didn't buy a station. We just bought a piece of paper, a permit to build a station. And anyways, they were asking $40,000 for it. And Donetta didn't know what a, a radio station or a permit was worth, you know. So she called the Catholic Radio Association and talked to a guy there named Steve Godosik. And he says, well, he says, I would offer him $25,000, and then you can negotiate and get something in between that. So she calls this guy back, the broker, and says, offers him $25,000. And he says, well, I'll have to get with the people who own this. And so they set up a conference call for the next day at 3 o'clock. So in the meantime, Donetta calls Lil Baskell and says, you know, tells her what's going on, that I'm, I've got this radio conference with these guys tomorrow at 3 o'clock. Can you pray for me? So Lil gets her, she prays and gets her team together, and they're praying. And, of course, 3 o'clock is the Divine Mercy Hour, you know. So uh, she's got those warriors going for her. Well, the night before this, I mean, she made the offer for 25000 one day. She has adoration that night, her regular hour. So she goes to adoration, and she's asking, talking to God about this radio permit, and, and you know, and, and uh, said, told God, all we have is $15,000 in the bank. And so she said she felt that God was telling her that, offer them the $15,000, and if it's meant to be yours, it will happen. So the next day, 3 o'clock comes, and they call, and she's got this conference call going on, and, and it's the broker and two other partners that own this. And uh, they, the broker says, well, you offered us $25,000. Know, we want to come back with a counteroffer. And Donetta says, well, no, I've changed my mind. I was in adoration last night and prayed about it, and I was told to offer 15000 That's all I have, and that's all I can give. And Donetta said there was just dead silence <laughs> on the phone <laughs> for quite a while. And then uh, they came back and said, okay, we'll take it. And they said, uh, can you pay the broker fee? And Donetta says, well, how much is that? And they said $850. And Donetta says, okay, I think I can raise that, that much. We'll do that. So they settled on the 15000 wow. But it was through adoration that you know she came back. And... You know, the broker and everything thought, this, this isn't the way it works. You don't want to you know, offer 25000 and then come back and drop a ten more thousand. Counter it the other way. Yeah, counter yeah. it the other yeah, way. Yeah. But it worked. And Donetta just said she felt a peace and calm about it that that's what she was told to do. And it worked. And it, and it, so many of those things happened with Mother Angelica just like yes, that. Yes, they did. So, yeah. I mean, it was obvious that God wanted this radio station on the air. So it isn't ours. It's It's all you listeners out there that are put into that $15,000 and continue wow. to do today. Yeah, that's that's great. What a what a great story and it, it does kind of tie into some of the things that mm-hmm. again, we you know, we uh, the, the biggest thing that we have to to learn and I, at least I have to and I keep reminding myself is putting trust in God, putting total trust in God. Exactly. And it's uh, something Walk by that faith. Uh, yeah, it's something that uh, you know, mm-hmm. um, that message I get so often, you're still not putting your total trust in me. And mm-hmm. it's one of those things we have to do. Talking about remembering Mother Angelica and uh, Larry Reichert and Les Robin, our guests this morning. I'm going to let you guys roll. I know you have some notes, some other thoughts that you want, want to share with us. On well, I was just thinking when Mother Angelica started out that uh, 
they didn't just start, I mean, in radio or whatever, or TV. Uh, they started out, and they had to try and raise funds. And I think one of the first things they did was they made fishing lures, which is kind of crazy if you think about it, for nuns to be making fishing lures. And they, and they made a little money with that and kind of and chugged along, but they really weren't getting ahead. And then the second business after that was they were roasting peanuts. And they made a little more money at that. And that, that was the one where they gave it, that got them up to the $13,000 mark where right. they could get started. But I remember when the, the, the story in here about when the peanut roasting business ended, it got to the point where the vendors she was selling to, they wanted kickbacks. They wanted, you know, they were kind of uh, strong arming her. And she said, no way, I'm not paying that. She says, I'm not going to hell over peanuts, which was kind of funny, you know. <laughs> she had those little one-liner yeah. quips uh-huh. that uh, she's known for, and that uh-huh. was classic, her uh-huh. one line. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then after that, they went on to, uh, she was writing little short books and stuff. And, uh, and they were always trying to be uh, independent and self-sufficient. So they thought they could save money by printing the books themselves. So they bought the equipment and started printing books and stuff. And, and then from there, she went on Great to some of the talks she was giving. People thought, I'd like to hear that, but I can't make it to that. So they started recording those and taping them and putting them on TV. Some station picked them up. And anyways, then she was in a, a, a TV. The first time she did a TV interview was in Chicago. And she went into this TV studio, whatever, and, and was looking at all the equipment and thought, wow, I got to have one of these. She said, I could really reach the masses with that. That was, And the that's start. where the idea got started. And then... Uh, and then she had been recording, I think, at this TV station, uh, her tapes that she was sending out. And she got into a fight at that station with the manager because they had a show they were – it was a four-part miniseries, and it was called The Word. But what it was, it was tearing down the Catholic faith, and I think it was just Christian faith in, in general. And she talked to the station manager there and wanted them to take that off the air because she didn't want to be associated with that and have her shows running on that – and he just said, no way, we're not going to do that. So she just got mad and quit. She had a big argument with him and, and walked out. And he said, well, you're done. You'll never, you know, you can't c- come here and record any more of our, your shows. And, and she said, I'll start my own. And he just laughed at her and said, there ain't no way. Well, she went home and she kind of apologized to the other nuns that she said, I blew it. That, you know, I can't go back there and record any more of this. You know, and that was kind of their bread and butter was selling these tapes. And the nuns got to talking and they said, well, why don't we build our own station? And at the time, they were building a garage. And she said, and one of the nuns said, uh, we'll just change that garage around. Instead of making it a garage, we'll make it a TV studio. And that's where they got started. Wow. So, yeah, I, yeah, I think that, uh, <clears throat> what do you, you know, you think that all of this happened at once, but it was these little things, this, this step at a time. And when we say yes to God, those little steps, it it. It won't be all at once. No. It was a garage, then it was this. Then you do your first live uh, TV show program. At first, you had to purchase other programs. Then finally, you go, you go local. Then it went worldwide. It was just in steps. It was increments. It was, again, I found it amazing how over time, over this period of time, how with that Faith and trust in God, Mother Angelica was able to accomplish this. From And you mentioned the paltry amounts we're talking about, $13,000 to purchase a, a piece of ground. And, and, and then we're talking this million, billion-dollar worldwide network it blossoms into with God multiplying 
what your efforts, what you can bring, you know, a, a cloistered nun. This is what she had, total faith and trust in God and how it was blessed to one little step at a time. Didn't happen overnight, mm. like you indicate, mm. but yeah. boy, did it have an impact and, and having an impact sewing now to where local Catholic radio is on 24 hours a day in Hayes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. America. And Absolutely. the mission of EWTN, of Mother Angelica, was, mm-hmm. especially for the radio part of it, was to have it free for all of the affiliates. So they don't charge us to run their programming. And if we had to do our own, you know, make our own shows and everything, 20, I mean, you just couldn't afford to do it. It'd be impossible. But, you know, she stuck to her mission was to spread the word, to evangelize. Wow. And that makes yeah. it possible for everybody. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. We need to take a short break right now, but stay tuned to Divine Mercy Radio. We'll be right back with more about Remembering Mother Angelica with Larry Reichert and Lester Robin. On One Body, Stewarding God's Creation with Larry Reichert and Lester Robin. One body, one body, stewarding God's creation. Remembering Mother Angelica. Conducting this interview is Ken Billinger. And now, here's Ken. We're talking uh, on the life of Mother Angelica this morning. The one thing I was thinking about, guys, too, and, and I know you have some other things you want to share, but was just the, the impact she must have had because I think Catholic Radio uh, is such a powerful medium, obviously, but is that the impact it might have had even on vocations, um, whether it's vocations to priesthood and religious life, but even the vocation of marriage. I think so many times we, we think about vocations and we always automatically go clergy or, uh-huh. you know, uh, but that vocation, whatever that, maybe it's the single life, uh, the vocation, mm-hmm. what an important vocation it is. But uh, I'd be curious to know, you know, if there, there, that had to have a pretty profound impact uh, on the vocation world as well, I mm-hmm. would think. So. Oh, I'm sure it did. And I, I know there was just a couple of little brief things in the book that talked about the live calling shows that she had and stuff and how she affected people. And, and I think one of them was a boy that was contemplating suicide. Yes. And I don't remember exactly how. I know she talked him out of it. And, uh, and I don't remember what the reason was that he was contemplating suicide. And, uh, but, you know, they saved a life that night, you mm. know. And there were, there were a couple more little stories like that, you know, that uh, she just really, I mean, had a huge impact, you know, for especially for the United States, uh, to turn our faith, get us back on track because we we're kind of drifting a little bit at that time after the absolutely. Second Council. I, uh, I spent the uh, the week after Mother Angelica passed away. You know, they had just great memorials and, and testimonies on her behalf. Mm-hmm. That whole week, every program would uh, would uh, focus on Mother Angelica mm-hmm. and the stories uh, of of miracles of people that met with her and uh, mm-hmm. and miracles were she granted. Was, so uh, 
there's no doubt in my mind uh, the effect she had. And, and like you uh, mentioned, Ken, uh, whether it's marriages and, and uh, uh, certainly vocations, she started uh, uh, to, well, the, the Franciscan uh, Order of the Blessed Sacrament, well, Father Joseph Mary and the, those particular yeah. priests that are offering, well, she was responsible for that and, and uh, vocations. Uh, uh, her own convent is a testimony. In fact, mm -hmm. one of the, the, the stories that really impressed me was um, we all know that Pope John Paul came over for Denver and for the mm -hmm. Youth Day, and, and, and there was an event at that that made a marked difference in her life and in, in, in her history of her cloistered nun, uh, cloister, was that uh, they depicted Christ, a woman depicted Christ carrying the cross on that, on on that huge they day, were the stations and, and, of the cross. and it was live for Pope John Paul, and Mother Angelica just went ballistic. She said, how could you, that's blasphemous, how could you use a woman in the role of Christ, my bride, uh, you know, my, my spouse, spouse, my spouse, I would say yeah. it the wrong way. Uh -huh. uh, and so from there, she went back to, if you all remember, at first she had just the veil and, and uh, the, the brown habit of uh, the Franciscan. Well, she yeah. went to then the full, back to the full headdress. She said, no, we're going to go back to, to you know. To our roots. To we our roots, yeah. how we started. And her, and her cloister, too, with, with time, with just total apart from the world. And the vocations, even in her own, just started to magnify in her own order because mm. this was being faithful in her mind to Christ, and she could not allow anything that would attack her, her she spouse. She was very protective of her spouse. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. was a fantastic yeah. story. Mm -hmm. Great story. Yeah. Uh, talking on the life of Mother Angelica this morning, sharing some of the stories from uh, Raymond Arroyo's book on Mother Angelica. Um, uh, one of one of probably her most famous quotes, and Donetta could relate to this, and her quote was, "Unless you are willing to do the ridiculous, God will not do the miraculous," and that is so true. And and, and I'm sure people thought she was kind of crazy, you know, re being ridiculous, wanting to start a radio station, but she felt called to do it, and she did it. And that's what a mo a Mother Angelica's whole thing was: is just she trusted in God, and she didn't care if people thought she was crazy. But she she wanted to do what her spouse told her to do, and and she's well, and nothing was too, her neck out. nothing was too good for her spouse, and that's one thing I wanted to uh, mm -hmm. close with was what I had gotten from this book. Nothing was too good if you went and I had a couple of my sisters had a, the wonderful opportunity to to visit that monastery, the shrine, yeah. the shrine and monastery. Mm -hmm. Gold, I mean, they have an eight foot that, monstrance. Their monstrance is eight foot tall. Oh, it's this wow. is a fabulous church. All in, you know, gold around everywhere. Well, nothing was too good for her spouse. And if you think about it, think in our own. See the Cathedral of the Plains. Hmm. Where did the people? There was nothing too much for your Lord and Savior. And you hear people many times saying, well, why do they have all that art? Why do they have all this? Why do they have all of that? 
well, what's too good for your Lord and, and, and Savior? That mm-hmm. there's a, and that was what drove her and, mm-hmm. and, and her commitment. It was nothing was too good for him. And so she would not build him a house that had second class, second right. rating. It right. would have to be top of the line. Yep. And that's, again, the way our churches were cathedrals. You look at Holy mm-hmm. Cross and Piper and mm-hmm. all these beautiful monuments to yeah. our Lord. Yeah. They, they believed that. The house they built for him was to be the house of Magnificent, and we went away from that with architecture for a while. And what does that bring? Jesus is, and there is nothing too good for him. Yeah, and that was the first, first and foremost, and that was at the center. And you you mentioned something there that I think is important because I think it was even, it was, I believe it was Judas when he was talking about, you know, why don't you sell that and give that money to the poor? Um, and that becomes the question, well, why don't they sell all this art and give it to the poor again? As Jesus said, I will not always be here. You will always have the poor. And so I, I kind of go back to that, you know, in Scripture when he talks about that and, and the importance of what we have here is just another way. Again, it's not it's not gold. It's not riches. But it is it is gold in another sense. It is a powerful, a, a powerful medium that we can. John Paul, uh, you know, uh, uh, St. John Paul II talked about the importance of using the media to evangelize, and this is a this is it. This is the way we do it, and it it is it's worth it's worth its weight in gold. Uh, Larry was talking about the shrine, and uh, in Hansville, and uh, I remember reading in that uh, when Mother Angelica decided to build it, she wanted to build it as a farm, like a farm church or farm community. Well, I think it was farm church she called it or whatever. But then she had. Uh, in adoration, whatever, uh, God spoke to her and said, build me a temple. And she didn't know what temple meant. And then she kind of ran into something, a statement somewhere that told her what a temple was. So then she completely changed her plans for the the shrine. And it ended up, the shrine ended up costing $50 million to build. And people were upset. So they quit giving to EWTN because she thought that the money people were spending in the EWTN for the radio and TV that she was spending on her shrine for the nuns. And she said, no, it wasn't. She came out and told everyone that the $50 million she used for that shrine was given by five people. Wow. Five families. Five families gave $50 million total. <laughs> and that they were the ones that built that shrine because they wanted it and they believed in her. Wow. And, and then after that, then people started giving again to EWTN and support wow. her and support wow. the network. I had not heard that story. Uh, remembering Mother Angelica, her life, and just an amazing lady. Less yet uh, I just had a couple more quotes that I thought were pretty profound. And one of the things she said was, uh, God expects me to operate on a faith level, not a knowledge level. And that was when mm. she was building things and, and uh, saying – so she, she really definitely lived on faith. And then she said one more thing. Faith is one foot on the ground, one foot on, in the air, and a queasy feeling in the stomach. <laughs> <laughs> That's faith. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it, just quickly, is I mean, if you can kind of give a timeline, if you will, maybe of when – EWTN, of course, we know when that went on the air. It went on the right. air in 1981. Uh, but 
what was the kind of building up to that? Any idea when this started, when this all kind of stirred with her and, and those things? Do you remember what year that might have been or not? Uh, I didn't know if you had, if not, not a big deal, yeah. but I was just kind of curious, yeah. you know, what what the timeline looked like and how long it took before things kind of came to fruition. I think Once it you, was 1978 that she actually saw that first studio in Chicago and Mm-hmm. Wow! Yeah, yeah that so wasn't really that. That, that was, was a pretty a, short was, amount, uh, <laughs> amount yeah, of time. Yeah, she yeah, moved was, quickly when she had yeah. an inspiration, and yeah. and uh, yeah. Uh, it was wow. yeah. It uh, but it was in in steps and increments. Um, mm-hmm. It wow. Uh, it was almost a miracle this book was written by Raymond because he did his interviews from ninety eight to 2000, 2001. And Mother Angelica suffered her uh, severe stroke in 2001. Yeah. So for 15 years, she was debilitated by that Mm -hmm. stroke and the suffering. Uh, Well, uh, one last thing I would mention was the suffering. And she not united that uh, suffering to prayer. And what a powerful Mm -hmm. force. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What what wisdom that gained her, mm-hmm. and what a force in the in the church and in our world. Interesting, you say that too, because we talk about you know sometimes you have deal with health issues or offering it up, you know, and that's um, that becomes uh, something she did so well. Talk about a prime example of Indeed. how to offer up something, and mm-hmm. you know, so many times we can complain about things, and it was not. I mean, she was she turned that into something uh, mm-hmm. way more than yeah. you could imagine. She was uh, walking with. Uh, braces on her legs and with crutches and canes and stuff like that for 42 years Mm. and then she had a healing Uh, someone prayed over her and it was a mystic i don't remember what the person's name was and literally at that moment said take you know drop your crutches take off your braces and she did and she got up and walked and Mm. she did that she walked on her own until she had that stroke Uh-huh. And and it was just for a few years, but I mean it was a miracle. And then she had gone to three different doctors, and they just they couldn't explain it. You know, it was a miracle. Sure, yeah. sure. And I think it'll be interesting to you know I, I, I I'm without a doubt I think this is uh, someone who we will see achieve sainthood. Yes. Well, I, I'm sure. I, I can't. Sure I, have I no can't doubts. imagine yeah. that that won't happen. Mm-hmm. So uh-huh. um, yeah. I think it was Pope John Paul that said, "Weak in body, strong in spirit." Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 What an amazing story. <laughs> well, we still have a few minutes left. Larry, do you have yeah, something you wanted to share? Yeah, I've got a, a little quote from Mother Angelica on the back of uh, her uh, card, and it's trust in him. God has our entire lives in the palm of his loving hand. He, We can rest secure about our past, present, and future, for he loves us. Mother Angelica. Wow. Yep. That's a the, just an amazing, amazing lady, and uh, what uh, the impact she had is just. We're going to feel this for a long time mm-hmm. too. That's there's no mm-hmm. doubt about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really came to appreciate. You always heard about her, and you always, you know, kind of knew things in the background. But until she passed, and then you know, well, EWT kind of took the week there. Sure, okay. wow, totally. Just, <laughs> it's like, are you kidding me? This <laughs> no, is that we have no yeah. idea. And at her no age idea. to be doing these things, I mean, she was getting up. I, you know, probably in her late fifties when she started all this. Yeah. You know, oh so, yes, yeah. she oh, wasn't yes. a young kid anymore. Oh no, it was more than that. I yeah. think uh, yeah. because you talk about she was born in twenty three, and yeah. the actual station she saw that in seventy eight. Yeah. That and she said, "I want one of those." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yep. Yeah. Exactly. Any final thoughts? We have a couple minutes left. Um, in in a two in two thousand, she had a near death experience. 
and uh, she was rushed to the hospital and unresponsive and everything. And then after a while, she came to, and, and she was fine after that. Uh, but one thing she said after that, she said she said I had she had no fear of dying after that, mm-hmm. because it's like you know the near death experience. You've seen the light or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then she said one thing she said after that, her prayer was that Lord, I want you to use me in any way you want. I don't care what it is. Just don't let me see the fruit. And you think about it, that started, she had that prayer in 2000. Shortly after that, she had her massive stroke. So for 15 years after that, she never did get to see those fruits. Mm. You know, she was here, but suffered for 15 years. Yeah. Wow. Kind of an amazing story, Uh for sure. So, Uh well, thank you guys for coming in and sharing this Uh morning. We appreciate that very much. Good information. uh, And it's definitely a book that at some point when I'm not reading encyclicals and other things. (laughs) It's an interesting read. Uh, I will get to that. But uh, right now the studies call, and it's been a little busy with all that stuff. But it's been great. It's an honor to have been here and to share that with you, gentlemen, and with the rest of the folks listening to Divine Mercy. It's just well, we it's just owe uh, so much to Mother Angelica. I mean, we wouldn't be. Yeah, I would have never believed I would have read a book about a cloistered nun, and, <laughs> <laughs> and, and I wouldn't put the book down. That's what a great uh, read it is to read about a saint, and I, mm-hmm. I truly believe that, that she will one day achieve that. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Thanks for tuning in to this week's One Body Show, Stewarding God's Creation. If you would like to comment on today's One Body Show, please go to dvmercy.com and click on the One Body icon. If you can help support this One Body Show or help Divine Mercy Radio pay the monthly bills, please go to dvmercy.com and click on Donate. You're listening to Divine Mercy Radio 101.7 KMDG Hayes, 105.7 KJDM Lindsberg Salina, 88.1 KRTT Great Bend, and 88.1 KVDM Hayes. If today you hear his voice, pardon not your hearts. One body, stewarding God's creation.